Hello and welcome to the Eisner podcast series. I'm your host, Alana Margulies Snyderman, and with me today is Kristen Phillips, Executive Director at Golden Section, a Houston-based studio and venture capital fund with a focus on B2B software. Today, Kristen will share with us her outlook for VC investing in B2B software, including the greatest opportunities and challenges, her experience being a woman investment manager in the business, how the firm is integrating ESG, DEI, and more. Hi, Kristen. Thank you so much for being with me today. Yeah. Hi. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, Kristen, to start off today's conversation, tell us a little about Golden Section and how you got to where you are today. Sure. It's an interesting story. Uh, you know, Golden Section was initially started in the early 2000s as a B2B SaaS software development firm uh, with a focus in also doing some investment on the side. The two founders that started Golden Section were software founders themselves. And so they had uh, a lot of history under their belts in order to, for how to build out software and and had taken a lot of those learnings and had some successful exits and then wanted to help other founders achieve the same success that they had. And so they started Golden Section as a way to do that. And initially we were building out software. We had our technical teams that had built out our previous software that we then conformed or or transformed into helping other founders be able to build out theirs. And then we had a, adopted a fundless sponsor model. So what we were doing along the way was we were investing in certain companies that we thought had really great trajectory that we felt we could really align with and help them grow as as more than just software founders as well as more than just software uh, partners but as capital partners as well and so we were able to create that fundless sponsor model and then really watched it grow organically and evolve into a um, a fund in 2019 which was our first fund um, we'd raised around 20-ish million dollars and invested into 12 founders. And then recent years, we have since launched our second fund, which is an $80 million fund, also focused on um, software founders again, but we're taking a larger approach or a wider approach to the founders that we're investing in. And that's in between fund one and fund two is when the studios join the team. And so that's the piece of the business that I was brought on to run and manage. And uh, what we do is we take an earlier stage approach to helping founders, kind of like what we were doing in the original parts of Golden Section in the sense of taking a founder that just has an idea or has a, a rough version of product one, and then helping them build their product through our, our software team, as well as investing in, in them along the way and layering in this component of guide services which is our way of uh, packaging up all these different service models and deliveries, I guess, to these founders in order to help them avoid mistakes along the way that we've seen. And so the studios is the piece of the business that that I run um, and is now a part of Fund 2 strategy as well. Kristen, congrats on all the success from Golden Section and your journey. So given the focus of B2B software, love to hear your outlook for the space this year. Our outlook's overall really positive. We're able to make sure that we're aligning ourselves with founders that have experienced a workflow problem firsthand and want to apply software to, in order to solve that. And so, you know, naturally there's millions of problems out there that people are identifying daily that um, through their 
long experience have the right solution or the right way to solve it. So we're really excited about helping more founders achieve that. And when we look to this upcoming year in 2023, we're hoping to do upwards of really 20 plus investments out of both the studios and fund core investment strategy. And so we're excited to to continue to journey together with founders and and really continue to focus in on those founders that are looking to solve a workflow problem utilizing software. Very exciting. And what specifically, Kristen, what are some of the greatest opportunities you see in B2B SaaS looking ahead and why? Yeah, I think some of the opportunities are just around the quantity of founders out there, you know, and, and really honing in on our unique point of view and being able to get really specific in the ways in which we help our founders. And so the more that we've been able to journey together with founders, the more we've been able to learn about the founder journey and apply those learnings into new and unique ways of, of working together with founders. And so one of the big strategy that we're, we're continuing forward with that we launched last year is a strategy called lending or golden section lending. And it's a revenue-based financing opportunity for founders within our portfolio, but we're also looking you know, outside of our portfolio as well in order to be able to provide non-dilutive financing to founders that traditionally would have to go and get equity dollars for. But what we're able to do is provide debt based on the revenue attraction. And so I think those are some of the fun opportunities that we're chasing down in the sense of really looking at kind of the holistic landscape, you know, externally and internally and seeing where can we better press in in order to better support founders in non-traditional ways. And Kristen, on the other hand, what are some of the greatest challenges you're up against and why? It's I laugh because, you know, there's working with founders, there's always a million challenges, right? Um, and but there are challenges that we've signed up for and that we're excited to be able to solve with them. I think one of our biggest, you know, opportunistic challenges is making sure that we're uh, able to really help our founders see our unique point of view. Luckily though, uh, our unique point of view is trending with kind of how the market's trending right now, uh, which is really focused around capital efficiency. And so what we're helping to help our founders do is really take a hard look at all the different priorities that they're working on and then being able to help them focus in on the key things that we believe matter. We've built this thing called the SaaS return on capital flywheel, which really just tracks how money moves through a company and all the different use cases for it. But when you stop and really look at what a founder should be focusing on, the main thing that we think a founder should be focusing on is is driving revenue. And oftentimes it's the founder, the person that, that built the company that understands that component, understands the customer's pain point the best out of anyone. And so they're typically the most effective at driving revenue. And so if we're able to, as their partner, come alongside them and say, hey, let's let's turn around and face the dragon. Let's really look at all the different things that you're working on. Let's make sure that we're optimizing this, this sales and marketing component to drive revenue. And then watching the distribution of capital throughout the entire business and making sure that we have the right ratios all along the way in order to best optimize and make sure that capital that's coming in is growing that flywheel and spinning that flywheel more so than than stalling it. And if you can achieve true capital efficiency through a, a strong sales efficiency ratio, then you're having to take in less investor capital along the way, which again, furthers that capital efficient flywheel and helps us as their capital partners really be able to make some really effective tweaks that then have a, a meaningful impact on that company. 
Kristen, to shift gears a little bit, wanted to discuss you being a woman investment manager in the industry. Love to hear your thoughts. It's been so much fun. You know, it's, uh, you know, I don't know if there's really a, an emphasis or there hasn't been an emphasis on me being a woman in this industry. And, you know, candidly, it's, it's an industry that I found I kind of stumbled into. I've always had a passion for startups. I've always wanted to be a founder myself. I've always found that I've been a, a, a builder by nature. And whenever I graduated, I was looking at opportunities in order to do that from a holistic standpoint. So that got me into this kind of startup ecosystem kind of world and and building programs and, and building networks and connecting entrepreneurs to investors or strategic partners or kind of being that connection piece. And when I was looking for my next adventure, I was friends with the Golden Section folks and, and it ended up just being a really, really good fit for everything that I had seen in my career and and the ways in which I've kind of honed my craft, if you will, has been jumping into any kind of problem and pushing forward in the ambiguity. And so in my career, I've, you know, I've built programs from scratch, I've built networks from the ground up, I've, I've helped founders get connected to the right people. And so whenever I was looking for my next adventure, and I had become friends with some of the people at Golden Section, it was a natural fit in the sense that they were looking for somebody that could come in and take this model that is now the studios, which was initially just a, like, we'll invest some, we'll build their business from a software perspective, and we'll give them some strategic mentorship. So that was kind of the framework that I had to go off of. And so whenever I was presented with that fun problem to solve, I got really excited about being able to build something that's intentionally different, that looks and feels different than an accelerator out there or an incubator out there or or you know even some venture studios out there or, or you know and is definitely different than the traditional VC model and so having that fun problems to solve I was able to or I wanted to you know jump into the team and, and help them do that and I think the biggest pieces of advice and feedback that I found to be helpful throughout my career has been uh, lean in which is hard uh, you know be up for the challenge and get to know yourself really well, you know, understand what your strengths and weaknesses are, understand more so than that is, you know, what are you uniquely made and gifted in order to do, and then figure out a way to pursue it fully. And so I think that plus dealing with the ambiguity of, of the startup world is, uh, you know, all feedback that I've gotten that's been really helpful in, in helping me get to this point in my career. I love hearing your journey, Kristen. And as a Follow up to that, obviously, ESG, DEI are top of mind. So I'd be remiss if we failed to discuss this, at least briefly, your thoughts on what Golden Section is doing to integrate these into the firm's culture. Sure. Yeah, the beauty of, of being a, a VC and a, and a global company at that, you know, we, we have offices in um, all around the world. And so by having a really wide reach and investing in founders and companies, we're able to have a much bigger impact than just even our company as it stands, you know, internally. And so we're we're a company of 120 plus people um, globally. But I think one of the the really fun components of what we're doing too is that we're able to invest in founders that are able to grow companies. It's really this like ripple and, and magnifier effect. And so. We, you know, we highly diver value diversity and um, different backgrounds and ways of, of going about and solving problems. And, and we're excited to be able to invest in our founders that are going to have a much bigger impact than what we could ever have as they continue to grow their companies as well. Kristen, we covered a lot of ground today. I wanted to see if you had any final thoughts you'd like to share with us. Sure. 
I think one final thought um, is just embedded within our unique point of view that I think is really unique to Golden Section and, and fun to talk about is when we look at investing in our companies, we're really focused around having or helping them achieve a meaningful exit. It's something that we talk about within the first, probably first meeting with with our founders, with potential founders uh, in our due diligence process is talking about what does that look like for them? What are they looking to achieve? Because as their capital partners, we want to be really aligned in order to help them achieve that. And so from our point of view, we want to help our companies achieve a meaningful exit in as little as three to five years. And so what that requires in order to set that up for success and and in order for that to be able to happen is that it helps or it requires that our founders uh, raise as little capital as they can in order to grow, of course, but really maintain as much equity as they possibly can. It also requires them to be really strategic with the ways in which they're building their companies as well, so that they're not just trying to low code, no code a solution in order to you know, get something out and rebuild each, you know, every year, but rather building right from the start. It also requires them to get really strategic about their revenue too. really focus on growing that as much as they possibly can. Um, because we've found that the perfect window for a founder to, or for a company to exit is within a, you know, they're achieving about a $5 million to $15 million in annual reoccurring revenue. And so once they're at that point, then looking at a 5x exit multiple or a 6x exit multiple, which is what we're kind of seeing right now, that becomes a really meaningful impact for a founder that's that's retained, you know, 50 plus percent of their company. And so I think it's a it's a bit of a different strategy than you'll see from most out there. But we think it's really unique to kind of the heart and soul behind what we're trying to do is really helping our founders create a business that's going to have a meaningful impact while also instilling and, and remaining and having a balanced life. You know, I think that's a big thing for us too. We're all, we all have families here and we all want to make sure that our founders are able to have families as well. And so it's, it's really doing things in a balanced and measured way in order to have it as big of an impact as they possibly can. And so that's something that we're really excited to, to get around and behind um, with every company that we invest in. Well, Chris, I want to thank you so much for sharing your perspective with us. And thank you for listening to the Isaiah Upper podcast series. Visit IsaiahUpper.com for more information on this and a host of other topics. And join us for our next Isaiah Upper podcast when we get down to business.